Hello and welcome to the Charmed Life Podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe. And my name is Trisha Carr, and I am your host here. And this podcast is really all about magic. I have in this episode a conversation with the amazing artist and, uh, well, she's an author and a sacred geometry artist. Let me get that correct. Her name is Lon, L-O-N. And she is the author of the brand new book, Modern Merlin, Uncover Your Magical Powers. Let me tell you a little bit more about her. Lon is an internationally acclaimed sacred geometry artist and creator of the two best-selling and award-winning oracle decks. I love her decks. I use her sacred geometry oracle deck card uh, cards almost like every single day. Well, some days I don't do any divination, but uh, pretty much every time I pull a card, it's one of loans. So as a founder of Loan Art, she offers tools for transformation, readings, an online course, and personal soul portraits. And we talk all about that. And this all connects you to your soul purpose. Lon's work inspires authentic insights and activates thinking beyond the everyday. So you can make real changes in your life and become the best possible version of yourself. Modern Merlin is her first book and has an associated online course offering a deeper introduction to the concepts and patterns that construct your life. And so for more information, you can find her website in the link below. You'll find the links for the book and the um the course that goes with Modern Merlin. And well, we have the best time. So I, I want to invite you into this conversation. And before I do, I want to make sure that you know that it's almost time for the intuitive intensive. It is starting um, January 23rd, 2022. I should mention that in case you were listening at some other time. But I would really love to see you there, Crystal and Compton and I. This is our groundbreaking cornerstone program to help you blast open your psychic intuitive abilities and live a truly dynamic life, a multidimensional life as Lone teaches us about and talks about in this podcast. So I hope you enjoy it and I will chat with you on the other side. Welcome, Lone. It's so wonderful to have you back on. And it's been way too long. It's been way too long. I would love it to have, been. I would love to have you on much more often. By the way, I mean, I, I'm connected with you pretty much every day because I use your cards almost every day. They're seriously my, oh. I'm not even flattering you. You can go on any of my lives or ask any of my students or clients. <laughs> See, they'll, they'll attest to it. So yeah, just all of your work is just mind-blowing and so needed right now. So I'm so excited to talk about Modern Merlin. And how have you been doing? I'm going to shut up and let you <laughs> have the floor. <laughs> <laughs> no, please ask questions. This is so fun. Um, it has been a long time, right? What has it been? Maybe two Couple? years or it's hard to tell because I don't understand time since we've been going through what we've no, been going through. <laughs> which is fun because it's one of my topics in my book, right? How we talk yes. about time. So Yes, yes. And it's I, I really think as unfortunate, obviously, as everything we've been going through is, certainly if you've lost someone um, because of everything that's been going on, well, it's still like the the... And the interesting thing, the thing that we're gaining from it is how we are, how time is becoming more quantum in, in a more, I mean, like for people like us, it's always been kind of that way. It's been more fluid, but really that's an effect, I think, of, of this stuff that's been going on in our world. 
Absolutely. I think more and more people are starting to realize how their relationship with time is changing. And, and mostly in the fact that we feel that time is going so fast, yeah. right? It just seems that we are starting at the beginning of the year. And before we know it, we are already finding ourselves in like Christmas and now we're already in 2022. So um, people are noticing that time is fast and that everything is complex and it seems to be all like stacked on top of each other and all at the same time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we're all coming into our magic. Well, you know, some other things that are really interesting is, you know, a lot of people didn't want to return to work. It was kind of like they gave them the option to reset and be like, hey, I want to do something that I love. And I think that's another benefit too. And maybe coming more in alignment with whatever their magic is. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think this whole um, pandemic has accelerated our awareness of something larger than just the three-dimensional physical world that we were so used to. So we're being invited more so to go inward. So many of us are discovering now that we're finding um, what's going on inside of us and, and the world of like whispers and subtle energies and um, intuition and dreams and vision and and how those are tying in to what shows up in our actual lives. Mm -hmm. And enter modern Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> and enter modern Merlin. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. For, um, I don't know, maybe people are familiar with my work, but maybe a lot of people are not. So maybe I should just tie it Please. together. Yes. Tell, get everyone into your journey, yes. the work, everything. Yes. yes. Right. Um, so my background is in graphic design. So I started out uh, in advertising, marketing, corporate design, websites, logos, you know, things like that. And that brought me eventually to um, to work with sacred geometry in the sense like I've always had this incredible um affinity for um for design in general mm -hmm. to to make pictures that are pretty to harmonize things harmonize things visually harmonize things in my environment harmonize things within myself uh, between people um and when i came across crop circles in the 90s that opened me up to the concept of sacred geometry i was so excited about just the intricacy of those designs mm -hmm. that I as a designer I took those pictures put them in line art and start using them basically as coloring plates and then from there I would expand upon it so I would give it color and in that process what what started to emerge in front of my eyes was like this is really cool. It was really pretty. And I noticed that it gave me different feelings looking at different pictures. So I started thinking about what if all this is a language mm. and a language that is not in words, not in something that my cognitive, my, my, my conscious part of my mind understands, but what I intuitively feel inside because I noticed how it was evoking feelings and emotions inside of me. And I started showing it to other people and they had that same experience. And from there, I started thinking like, well, what if I can use it as a language? Like, what if I can take like really big fundamental concepts that are at the, at the basis of our understanding of reality and turn them into pictures? Like concepts like healing and, and love and intimacy and you name it, there are so many, right? Mm -hmm. Authenticity, um, awareness, consciousness, all those, 
all those concepts and what if I put those in a picture and that is aligned with that concept. So I started doing that. And then somebody asked me one day, like, um, can you draw me in sacred geometry? Yeah. And I'm like, no idea. Let me try that. So I tried it out with one of my best friends at the time. And um, she totally recognized herself. And I noticed while I was working on her, I called it a soul portrait and yeah. an energetic portrait of her, of her soul, of her essence, that I got so much information about her at the same time. It was just pouring in. It mm. was like I had this open channel to whatever that was, like something higher, something larger than me. And I was getting all this information about who she really was. And I could express that in in colors and shapes and forms. And on top of that, I got the story as well. So I could write about it. And that eventually became this whole package. And after a couple of years, I had so many of those pictures about both people and concepts um, that I figured like I should find a publisher and see if they could work with me. And that became my Oracle decks. I have two out right now and one came out in 2016 and the other one, I think it was the end of 2018 or 2019. Mm -hmm. And people were really responding to it. And that made me realize like there is something there that we inherently intuitively get because my pictures, it's kind of like the one in the back of me. Mm -hmm. That is actually my personal soul portrait. Oh, it is. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it's called illumination because I feel that what I'm here to do in this lifetime and what I carry in my soul essence is the ability to bring that which is unknown or mysterious or in the dark and bring it into the light Mm. so that it can be seen and understood. So I do that both with people, with their essence. I do it with concepts. And now I do it with the story like the paradigm the you know the, the fundamental paradigm that ties it all together so um because i i i realized that this was a language and a language that is not in words and doesn't come necessarily from my mind but from some other place um i realized like this is multi-dimensional mm-hmm. this is beyond 3d right this is a multi-dimensional language and over the years i i wrote so much about it that I got a very good idea how it all ties together. Like that sacred geometry is a tool for us to, to connect us to the larger whole, to make us realize that everything is connected, that everything goes in patterns, that everything goes in cycles, you know, that everything is fractal. Mm-hmm. And um, my publisher said to me at some point, um, my publisher is Beyond Word Publishing and um, Richard Cohen, who is the founder and Michelle Cohen, his, his wife, said to me at some point, she said, like, I wish that somebody would just present it to me and explain it to me in a way that I understand. She's like, a lot of this is like manifestation, multidimensionality. She's like, I kind of get it, but I don't. I really don't get it. Like, it's, it's usually too complicated how it's being explained. Hmm. So I told her, like, I'll write you a book. <laughs> I write you a book. It's actually in the front of my book. It's dedicated to to a couple of people, but Michelle is one of them. And it says, like, you know, this is for Michelle because she wrote, she asked me to write a book mm. um, that she could understand and, mm-hmm. and that she could get. And um, she does. She that's actually, wonderful. She, yeah, she does. Well, so. Those questions are like 
it, it, it I don't know, maybe more important than answers, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, right. Well, well, my whole thing was like, you know, after, um, after the secret came out mm-hmm. in, what was that, like in the late 90s or something? Or? I think it was 2006, actually. Okay. It feels, long, feels longer ago. <laughs> yeah. They did such an amazing job in, in paving the way for mm-hmm. us to realize like what we could do and what we're capable of, right? Yeah. And, and at the time, that was, that was coming from a place that was in alignment with where the, where the consciousness was. Right. And I feel like after reading that book and, and watching the movie that hit on so many points that were so fantastic, I felt like, oh, but I want to know how, like, mm-hmm. like and, and why? Like, it's great that I know that I can manifest, but how does that work? Yeah. So that made me really feel like, um, and then one day I woke up and the word modern Merlin was just in my head and, and I, I, I don't know. And you and I were just talking about that. <laughs> when was that? Do you remember approximately? Um, well, I think I've been... Uh, so Modern Merlin was supposed to be a course. I was going to make a course called Modern Merlin and talk about this. And I think a month into it, I realized like, oh, this is a book. Yeah. This is a book. You know, this is a book first and then it will be a course. And it is a course now too. Um, and this was probably, I don't know, two and a half years ago or something. Amazing. So the what she's, what Lana's referring to is, um, I'll fly a graphic in here for those who are, yeah, who who will be watching it? But in it was September twelfth um, that of this year, and this was a couple of months before oh, you started to last year. <laughs> Sorry, uh, last year. Of last course, year, yeah. right? Right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and it was a couple of months before you had started to announce your your book, Modern Merlin. And I is so in my Mystic Arts Academy. It's very um. It's very experimental. It's very free form. It's very like I, I channel the name of a class, and I channel a description, and then often, most of the time, I can't even make an outline about it because they just like block information until I show up, and it's very so. It's very free form, very f- channeled. But I got this: the name of it, Ascended Alchemy, Modern Merlinian Magic. Ancient Ascended Alchemists teach modern day light magic and wizardry and witchery. <laughs> And so, but like if uh, I'll put the graphic in, like I said, for if you're listening, but even the lettering is similar to your book. It is. Yeah. It's weird. No, it's, it's, it's crazy. And and I, I truly believe that the alignment is what I've always seen is, is that the things that need to come through yes. to us collectively in our consciousness is usually already noticeable very far in advance and ahead of time mm-hmm. by by the few right yes the people that just can reach with their consciousness can chill further out yes um and i think merlin and especially because he's the archetype mm-hmm. for anything magical and i think the realization that magic is not exclusive to those large beings that we're all familiar with in the movies and in the mm-hmm. books that time is kind of over, you know, that's yeah. kind of like we put those on a pedestal and it's, it's kind of everything changed. Now we're starting to realize that we all have those abilities to, to manifest and to work in a multidimensional realm mm-hmm. and to create amazing things in our lives that seem beyond logic and that seem beyond what our mind can comprehend. 
but that's just because our paradigm has not caught up yet. Right. Right. We're still stuck with a paradigm and an educational system and a general narrative that tells us that the external world pretty much determines what happens to us. While science in the meantime and quantum physics has proven that that's not the case, Mm -hmm. that everything is energy, including us Mm -hmm. and, and our words and our thoughts and our intentions. And that all those things together have a direct effect on what happens in our lives and what shows up. Yes, at quantum physics, it's the double slit, double slit experiment, especially, is the experiment that incident, it, was, it was actually a byproduct, it wasn't what they were going for, is one of the, basically, one of the experiments or one of the scientific proofs that our consciousness changes things, because in the double slit, uh, they could observe that particles would behave differently if they were observed. And right. even if, I mean, like, I mean, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not great at <laughs> explaining it. And there's also, you know, obviously quantum entanglement where two particles right. that were in separate locations behaved as though they were one, they were unified. Right. And that is really what that's telling us yeah. is currents, the currency, the only thing that is that, well, literally matters, becomes matter, is our consciousness, right. is, is our awareness, right. our energy. Right. And that's honestly like that's kind of where we are right now. Like data mining is the is the thing that companies are making money off of, which is just information. It's 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 ephemeral. Yeah. It's not yeah. it's not gold, um, or it is the the only gold. And right, yeah, yes. And it's so interesting that if you really start looking at it, that there's actually already more of all of that. And here is my cat. Hi, sweetheart. Hi. What's his name? Hi. Handsome. There he is. Oh, and he's like, let me go, let me go, let me go. Okay, you go. Um, (laughs) um, Where was I? Oh, entanglement. That's what I was going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yes, quantum entanglement. And we can see it. Probably the most um, easy example that we all know of is look at twins, like biological Mm -hmm. twins, right? They can grow up on different parts of the world and they can still have a certain awareness of each other. That is what we call unexplainable so far right and we've called it almost like that's magic that that's that that can happen and now we're starting to realize that that has to do with the fact that we are all connected through the same energy field that we're all part of the quantum field and if your vibration is like completely aligned with somebody else's vibration and in the in the case of twins they are born that way right Mm -hmm. they're on the same vibration because their dna is the same yeah then you can easily tune into each other. Yes. It's like we're, I always say like, we're kind of like big radio receivers, Mm -hmm. you know, just like a radio, um, you can tune into a certain channel. Mm -hmm. We can do that as well. Because everybody vibrates at a different frequency. Right. Exactly. The radio is always, yeah, the, uh, the model that I use. And it's not, I think it's, it's not even just, a metaphor it's kind of it's literal it is literally right. tuning into different frequencies yes. and the yes. the way that we turn the dial or tune the dial is just the intention it's like feels yeah. so subtle you yeah. know and it's this idea of placing god outside yourself like you were saying these great beings that are the magical ones that are not us and any time that we've done that then essentially we aren't entangling 
with the yeah. creation of magic. I think that's it. So if we <laughs> to make sure we, we put God inside it, us, right? Mm -hmm. if, if we place anything that then create, like whether that's that's a creative source or whether that's a magician that is able to work with the creative source directly, because performing magic is is just another way of saying like you can change the reality that you're in, mm -hmm. right? Change it or alter it or work with that reality. But if we place those beings outside of ourselves and they're not us, then we are powerless. Yes. And, and I invite people um, in modern Merlin to consider a new way of looking at thing, uh, things. And I base that on a lot of science that actually has caught up with that whole idea yes. that things are only in the external world, right? Now we are discovering that our internal world might actually be more um, responsible, if you want to say it that way, mm -hmm. um, for our health and well-being and our happiness than the external is. Absolutely. Well, right? I mean, I think pretty much uh, mainstream medicine whether doctors, I mean, maybe a doctor would be afraid to say it the way that I'm going to say it because it'll feel woo-woo or non-scientific to say that, you know, that your 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 mental and emotional health does affect your physical body. But it, it's it's very simple, really. It's if you have stress and worry, depression, anything that's arresting life force energy, then it won't flow to the systems in a healthful right. way. And we could, and yeah. that could create illness or injury because we could you know our awareness we blocked we could trip over something have car accident you know uh, but we, what people need to also recognize is that multi-dimensional awareness awakening so that we also don't sort of put the devil inside of us so we need to put god inside of us and make sure that we're also not taking that to mean oh so it's my fault <laughs> Which is, that's not even the point. It's, you know, that's a disempowering. Without fault is, is a very three-dimensional yes. way of looking at things anyways, right? Exactly. I, I did an interview the other day for a magazine, for a women's wellness magazine. It was called uh, Authority Magazine. Mm -hmm. And it was about women's wellness. And, and one of the questions that they asked me is like, so what are one of the mistakes that you made in the beginning um, that you could talk about? And I sat with that question. And of course, I wanted to answer the questions the way they asked me but I really came to the conclusion like I don't want to label anything as a mistake mm -hmm. because that is that that comes from an old paradigm in which we label things as good or bad and I'm not saying that there weren't things that I wouldn't do different but I also recognize that all those things together contributed to my growth right. so so my invitation then also was like, how amazing would it be if we teach our children that instead of saying like, you made a mistake or you did this wrong to say like, wow, that didn't really have the effect that you were aiming for, or maybe you were envisioning something else. What could you do different, you know, and what was your contribution into it? Because if we can, if we can get away from that constant comparing, like this was wrong, this was right, this is the right thing to do, this is the wrong thing to do, like that would be amazing. And I think it starts at such a early age, right? Yes, yes. And it's like that idea of something was wrong, it keeps us in guilt or shame, right. maybe blame somebody else was yes. wrong, you know, right. and, and that's really not forward movement. Right. It, it isn't um, being in that space of, of evolution. Well, that was 
that was something that I did. Now, I, I do think that one thing that can help us is to also be, to help us to move forward is to realize that we always have the opportunity to make amends or to atone, you know? Oh, that's, this is what has happened and I want to learn from it. And, you know, that's like, essentially either one of those practices can do that because I think if we are afraid of making a mistake, then we don't move forward. And if we think that if we make a mistake, then we've created irreparable damage. But, uh, you know, if you, you, you can always say, listen, I, 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 sometimes we have to say, I'm sorry. And I want to honor the fact that I took more than the energy that is balanced. And so now I want to balance the energy and that's what atonement can do. And amends is, you know, honoring, right. honoring the situation and the way that we can learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the key in all of that as far as I understand it, is our is our awareness, yeah. right? It's 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 recognizing that it's it's a journey for everybody, you know, even for people that have done a lot of inner work, or even for people like me that that wrote a book about all of this. That doesn't mean that I that I do all this on a daily basis, like flawless, right? <laughs> I have days where yeah. it comes easy, and I have days where it doesn't. <laughs> but it does mean that I can fall back on a foundation of my understanding so I can look for my own contribution because I understand that I always have a contribution into what's happening to me and that I don't always can control my circumstances, but I can control how I respond to those circumstances. And now for these messages. Do you have a sense that there's more to life than what you can see? Maybe you've had vivid spiritual dreams experienced odd patterns and synchronicities, or even had hunches or premonitions that ended up being accurate. You know there's more to this life, but at the same time, you feel blocked or stuck and like you don't even know where to start. That's all about to change. Lightshine Spiritual Academy presents the Intuitive Intensive, a groundbreaking eight-week program designed to blast open your intuitive abilities and catapult you into a dynamic, connected and psychic life. Here's what graduates of the Intuitive Intensive have to say. This program has been game-changing, life-changing. There's no going back. I can't unsee all the things that I've seen. I can't unfeel all the things that I've felt. It's been life-changing, not just because of everything that I've learned, but everything that I've experienced. Join spiritual teachers Crystal Ann Compton and Trisha Carr in this immersive program of education, high vibration, and group coaching. I have found my purpose and my calling. I really came in to find myself, and that was one of the biggest gifts, is finding my true path. Read all about the curriculum and register now by going to class.lightshineacademy.com slash 2022ii. Class begins the week of January 23rd, 2022. If you feel called to it, if it gets you excited in your heart, if it feels joyful, do it. Just do it. Just do it. So as an example, um, when when my book was launched in December, it, it, it was a very um, hectic and a little bit of a stressful time for a while because there was a lot of things going on and I had to deal with, you know, marketing and last edits and, and um, developing the course in the meantime. So I got a little um, flustered by all of it. And I noticed that my heart rate was, was up 
And even during the night, often higher than I would wish. And I know this because I wear um, an aura ring. Mm -hmm. So then um, I, I realized like, well, there's nothing I can do about all the stuff that's coming at me. But what I can do is I can change the way I'm standing in it. So yeah. I deepened my time of meditation. So I get up earlier now. I spend more time in, in stillness, in contemplation, um, to find that inner balance. Um, I adjusted my diet a little bit. I make sure that I take breaks to go for walks instead of skipping them. Right. Yeah. So I, I think in this new energy and us as modern magicians, um, the nice thing is, like you say, like we're, we're never stuck. We can always do something. Yes. There's always something you can do and anything that you do is going to change the pattern, right? It's going to change the energy around you. And that's why the multidimensional awakening point of view perspective can help you with that because of course this Physical life will end at some point. That's the right. law of nature and the law of spirit. Yet, from the multidimensional point of view, you know, <laughs> we keep going. And so it's just another way to continue to learn. Right. Uh, I think that can bring some relief to us sometimes and help us to continue the uh, evolution oh, path. Yes, absolutely. People ask me, like, so how long did it take you to write this book? And I always joke, like, well, lifetimes sure <laughs> right i feel like it's all been adding up uh, through all these lifetimes and then in this lifetime i literally started writing maybe two years ago but this has been this whole lifetime in gathering the information going through the experiences um, and learning learning growing evolving falling on my face getting up you know changing things doing it again making connections so um, yes, we always have the opportunity to to grow and to make a change. What kind of information and attunement do people receive with your book, Modern Merlin? What are some of the things people can look forward to as they oh. are certainly purchasing it from the link in the description and writing a review on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> um well i go in it's it's divided in three parts so the first part is all about foundations because i really believe that if we're going to build anything and if you and i are going to create a new paradigm around our understanding how our reality is formed and thus how our life unfolds we have to start at the foundation we got to look at what creates that um foundation to begin with <laughs> there he is again it's a kitty in the frame <laughs> Oh, yeah, and he's of course he is sleeping the whole day, and right now he is waking up. So, <laughs> oh yeah, sure, it's it's almost dinner time. What's right. uh, what is his name? Zuko. Zuko. <laughs> he can come. Yeah. He can come to my podcast anytime. He can come to my oh, house. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, he's very talkative. Um, so part part one is about the foundation. So the topics there that I that I explore is um, is time and and energy and multidimensionality. Um, and and pathways and direction, like how are we going to set a pathway to find our way through this new realm of multidimensionality that is opening up to us? Yeah. So the law of attraction, I go into that. I explore the soul, like where where is the soul? Where do we find it? How do we get in touch with it? Um, vision and purpose, why it's important to have a vision or a sense of purpose. And that doesn't mean that everybody needs to be um, having a vision of being a writer or, or presenting on a stage or being a movie star. I mean, our vision can be to get through the day 
and um, be mindful and be kind. It could be that we set out because we want to help our grandma out or something, right? I mean, our vision, it can be small, it can be large, mm -hmm. but it's important to give us a sense of direction and where we're going. And then, um, and then I give a lot of tools. I go into a lot of like simple, easy tools that you can do at home um, to help you to navigate these times that seem complex these days. I think a lot of people feel very overwhelmed by what's yeah. going on, very anxious and very steerless, right? It, it just looks like the, the, the leadership that we thought that we could build on to help us through anything now is being questioned and we might feel a little confused about what to do and where to go. And um, so modern Merlin helps us to realize how much we can do ourselves, yes. that we can look inside for guidance, you know, that, that we can actually connect to the larger creator, to the universe, even to our higher self, to our souls. Our souls know. Yeah. Right? It's good news too. To right. be that we're empowered. Because the, the, the news is then, then you don't have to be a victim or you don't have to stay a victim, right? The bad news might be like, yes, you are accountable for what's mm -hmm. going on in your life to a certain point, right? Yeah. So it gives us accountability, but it also gives us power. It gives us control and it gives us the opportunity and the possibility that we can change things. Yes. We can change things by just changing our perspective. Yes. It brings us uh, true authority. And I like to break down the word authority, realizing that the first part of it is author. We are the authors of our experience. Oh, our own story, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Because we write our stories, right? And often we are not even aware of, of what we are telling ourselves. And one of the simple suggestions that I do in the book is like, you know, it would be fun if you don't even realize like what you say about yourself. Just take a simple sheet of paper, put a line in the middle, and on the left side, write like 10 statements about yourself that you're really good at. Like, what are you good at? It could be anything. I'm a great cook. I'm a great listener. I, I'm fantastic at yoga. You know, you can come up with anything. And then on the right side, write down what you're not good at. And then look at it. And you might be surprised to find what you really believe about yourself and where it came from. Yeah. Often we walk around with, with stories about ourselves or beliefs that came from our childhood. Mm -hmm. Like my father used to say to me like, oh yeah, I know my daughter, your favorite color is red. That was when I was five years old. You know, it's like, uh, no, it's not my favorite color anymore. Right? Stories change. Like, it, well, they should. Right. <laughs> they will <must> change. <laughs> yes. I have, I'm dealing with some, you know, some shadow work now. And it's, you know, and the thing is that, um, the path is a spiral. It's not a straight line. And it's, every time I I kind of bring light into that part of the shadow and then I feel like I'm cruising for a while and then I'm like, I'm discovering some new part of my shadow and then it bubbles up and I'm, I'll am i be like, 
Oh, that's the same as before. <laughs> Just it's a different shade of that same thing. And but you know what's good about that? I think that can be heartening about that is that well, I have some experience working with that. I have some experience releasing. I have this scene that I did some inner child work, and my scene of following this this uh, thread of fear and survive, you know, survival, which is basically what everything comes down to where I was 10 months old in my mother's arms and I was the fourth of, I was her fourth child and she was only 27 with four children and a violent alcoholic husband. And she had this moment of panic thinking I shouldn't have had this child. And, and that's perfectly, I mean, like as a 47 year old woman, I'm like, that's reasonable. (laughs) It's overwhelmed, right? It's perfectly reasonable. And but my little energy body and without a mental, you know, capacity to be able to say that's reasonable, my energy body mapped, I'm a burden. You know, I'm, right. I, I, I shouldn't be here. I'm worthless. And then there's this other reactive tone where it's like, well, I need to go out and be completely independent and isolate myself so that nobody has a burden of me. And those are the kind of prosperity things I still work on. Those are the shadow I still work on is... And it also prevents me from being intimate because being intimate with my mother meant I could feel something that deeply, that I'm a burden. But once again, like these are, I'm bringing up these examples to humanize us, I guess, a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I can relate. And I talk about that in the book, um, in my own story also, that as a child, as as a highly intuitive and sensitive child, I would pick up on so much that I now know was multidimensional yeah. and, and oh, yeah. beyond, but it was also beyond the awareness of, of most people around me, including my family. Yeah. So if I ever would mention it, the, the answer was always like, oh, you're imagining things. Mm-hmm. And I was little. I didn't know any better. There was no language around what I was experiencing. So I thought for the longest time, for one, that I was nuts. Right. Yeah. And I would just hide it. So I spent a lifetime like you doing that shadow work in uncovering that fear of of sharing what is so real for me, but was so ahead of time. And now it's so different. Now people are so hungry and they want to hear from me. And I still feel shy like social media. I still have to really almost force myself to show up on social media and to speak because there's part of me that still feels like who wants to hear it? This is outside of most people's realms. And why would I, you know, and I'm, I I have that fear as well to be rejected. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was very interesting when this, when this book came out, you know, I mean, this book came out and I remember it, it, it came in a box in my, in my, like at the beginning of, before it actually launched and I looked at the box and what I saw all I saw was the back I don't know if you can your see face. that I love that photo it's beautiful yeah yeah it's no it's a beautiful photo but it's very big so <laughs> I opened the box and it was all these books with my photo on the back looking at me and I'm thinking to myself like what have I done right this is going to be out into the world everybody is going to know my heart my soul mm. I am Pouring my my soul and everything that I know about reality and and how it works, I'm pouring it out there and I'm offering it to the world, hoping, you know, hoping that they will be 
merciful and that they will be excited that I'm sharing it. And part of me is like, oh, this is so scary, you know. And your face is associated with it on the back. Right. (laughs) Like there's no more hiding, right? (laughs) I have so many people that say like, well, we want to hear from you. And I tried for the longest time when I had, um, when I first came out with my art um, in the beginning, I would only show my art. I would never be like on on social media with my face. And until I realized like, yeah, this is not going to work. People want to see me. They want to hear from me. And I'm like, ah, damn, you know? (laughs) Yeah. We want to see the eyes and your soul is coming through those eyes. Yes, absolutely. I know. know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting used to it. And, um, Doing these interviews um, certainly helps, and it's actually really, really empowering. It's so wonderful to be invited and to connect with people that are so in the open and that are helping to shift this paradigm into something new. And it's just amazing how supportive we can be with each other. And yeah, well, I'm so, honored that you're here. But uh, you know, yeah, me too. <laughs> I completely relate to what you're saying. It may seem like, oh, I'm so in the open because I have you know, I'm doing the podcast and YouTube and stuff. But just last year, I hired a video editing company and and they made my thumbnails for a few months just so I could learn some new things. And when they were making the thumbnails for my YouTube videos, they put my picture like, and I was always doing it like this in the corner. And it was like, and I was like, oh my, like you, like I relate to that. When you looked at the, I was like, oh my Lord, what, that's so much my face. But then I realized, oh but everybody else's thumbnails that I look at that I like, I like to see them all big like that. I like yeah, that. I do too. So I do too. It's just I, I, I think got accustomed it's, to it's, it. <laughs> right. I think it stirs that 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 maybe first childhood experience, and I think collectively it also stirs the journey of an old soul through many lifetimes. If you choose to believe that model, which I do, I do. In yes, which do. I just trust that I've been like the healer and maybe the, the, you know, the medicine woman or the shaman in a village many, many times and be prosecuted or mm-hmm. burned at the stakes because of it. Yes. Right. That's why, that's why probably modern Merlin, because the, the word magic has been associated, especially for women throughout the ages, often with, um, right. She's a witch mm-hmm. and it's been associated with, with a negative association. And that's why, I believe maybe I took a risk with this, but I also felt like it's time that we talk about this because magic, like anything else, like power, like religion can be used for good or it can be used for something else. It's 100%. It's not that great of a mystery. Exactly. You know, religion is clearly used for harming people (laughs) throughout the history. So yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not all that. It's not that it's it's very human. That's what it is, and it's right. the fact. And you know, do you know that the word witch and people identifying as witch, and I definitely identify as a witch as well. It's it's definitely come more online. We're having like a witch renaissance, and people are being much more comfortable with uh, their, their I witchy think it's ways. Because we are we are We're just doing it. Yeah. Right, because we are discovering that now that we are transcending the, the boundaries of 3D and we're finding ourselves more in multidimensionality, we're trying to merge that into how we set up our, our paradigm around that. Mm-hmm. Um, that magic becomes the new normal. Yes. Right? 
Well, I mean, I certainly have to with, in my book, like magic is the new real. It is. And just the, the younger generation, like Gen, Gen X and Gen right. Z, of course. I mean, they're just like, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like, Gen X. No. I meant to say the millennials and Gen Z. Gen X, that's where you and I are. We're kind of like, oh, see, it's okay. <laughs> We're still a little bit wiggly around it. <laughs> right. I, I saw this uh, great um, um, saying on, on social media the other day, and it said, like, I'm, I'm being realistic. I expect miracles. Yes. Amen. Right. right. <laughs> Magic is the new real because, yeah. because, because multidimensionality is by definition the realm of magic because yes. multidimensionality is is a realm that we cannot enter into with our our with our touch or our you know with none of the five senses like multidimensionality is is experienced through our consciousness through our awareness right it's when it's that place when you close your eyes and you go inward and you get the visions or you get the intuitive hints or you know where what to do or where to go or you hear those whispers it's all those subtle things yes and that is yeah we can call that magic because that's basically what it is because we can't really explain it not logically and in the bible it's called the still small voice of god you know that's your intuition well god itself is basically in the realm of magic right if you want to look at it like that i mean like the, the whole planet believes or almost the whole planet believes in some form of a higher power or a creative source. But if you really start thinking about it, like it's, we can't explain it lin- in linear terms. So, but we experience it as very real in our lives. Yes. Very. So how is that not magic? Right. Yeah, I'm, there's this story that I tell sometimes when I'm teaching about spirit guides or something. And every now and again, someone will be like, you know, what about the people that don't believe in or know they have spirit guides? And I'm like, oh, trust, you know, <laughs> they're working anyway, you know, if they're not, even if you're not using right. that mar- model or archetype or however you want to see it, it's still you. There's, um, do you remember the, did you see the film? I think it was in the late 90s called L- Run, Lola, Run. It was, no, I don't think I did. It was a German film. <laughs> And it's really awesome. It's really cool. And so this this girl is like running to a young woman, running her for her life, actually to save her boyfriend. And she's running and running. And this is like the kind of climax of the movie. And then everything kind of gets quiet. And it's like we're in her head. We're you know like maybe we can hear her heartbeat or something. And she's running, and you just hear her in her monologue. And she says "bitte, bitte," which means "please" in German. So she's just saying "please." please mm. who's she saying it to you know that that movie wasn't about spirit guides right. it was about right. yeah the higher power you know and she right. was just praying or begging or asking for support and, and and that's what i point out in the book as well that that we all actually already are experiencing probably much more magic than than we realize it's just that we've taken it for granted yes. right there's so many things that are really magically um just the way we can change our moods, right? You can be in a, in, in a, in a really sad mood, but then if you put on a song that's your favorite song or something, it can completely alter your, your mood, like within two seconds, right? And then it's easier that's to resolve. Magical. It's easier to resolve whatever it was that was the problem. Right, mm-hmm. right. So all that stuff is, is, yeah, that's very multidimensional. That is yeah. really working with a much deeper level of understanding ourselves and who we are, what we are, and that we're basically energy. Um, 
And that gives us incredible magical powers, inherent powers that everybody has. I can't emphasize that enough. You know, is this for everybody? Yes, this is for everybody if you choose to. This is not like, oh, this is not for me. I don't have those talents. Like, right. this is all really simple stuff that everybody can understand. Yeah, whether we whether you realize it or not, right. it's I, I, there's this. Uh, my uh, teacher, my and my neurolinguistic pro- programming teacher tells this story. His name is Joe Tabanella about how he was interviewing some man who had this very successful business and he was talking to him about the law of attraction and this man was like ah no you know what i mean like that's no that's not a thing you work hard you just work hard and then things work out for you and he's like yeah but you had a i mean you had a vision though like you were really working towards no 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 none of it work hard and that's it and then finally they're going back and forth for a while. And then I think that the man just kind of got a little frustrated. He goes, I mean, I already knew I was going to be successful. And then I just kept working toward it. And he's like, that's the law of attraction, man. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I think a lot of people already work with it without yeah. them even knowing it. Yeah. And, and that, that's what I try to do with the book, to, to take it out of that woo-woo world, out of that, like, oh my gosh, this is outside of what's possible for me and bring it to very down-to-earth, everyday terminology, language, lots of examples from everyday life to show people like, yeah, this you're probably already doing a lot of it. So mm-hmm. this is simple. It is. I want to, let's also talk about how Merlin helps us with that. Merlin, who is an yes. archetype technically because we don't know for sure if he was a human right. being. I think right. he is though. I think there was some kind of human i don't know i i fell in love with the series um merlin it was a british series and um it was about king arthur of course right so the the stories have also been that merlin was part of king arthur's um back in the olden 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 days right Mm -hmm. part of king arthur and the knights of the round table and that uh, merlin actually inspired um, Arthur to create the round table. And the round table was symbolizing the fact that everything is connected, everything is whole. And if you put people around a round table, nobody's at the head. And everybody has their own important role of contribution to to the group, right? Mm -hmm. So... And Merlin is, of course, associated with that also with with magic. And um, I had one of my first... Oracle decks was by Doreen Virtue and it was the Ascendant Masters Oracle mm-hmm. deck. Yeah. And Merlin is one of the cards and I would always draw him. I mean, that card is like, you can tell it's just loved and lived and because it always would come up, you know, it would just pop out and like, Oh, there he is again. So um, when, when the word modern Merlin popped up for the book, I'm like, okay, that made me laugh. Cause I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Cause it's been, such a personal journey for me with um, it makes me feel for me, it's a very positive archetype for um, a kind of magic and manifestation power that um, yeah. I, what did, what is your experience with Merlin? Oh, similar um, with, uh, I remember I've always, always loved the King Arthur legend. Um, I remember yeah. loving it when I was like as young as 11 years old and I read La Motte, uh, which was the John Steinbeck unfinished, and it wasn't entirely finished, um, a, a, um, you know, novel about King Arthur. And I loved that. And I read that one in my earlier mid-20s. And um, 
I, I, I feel for me, I feel like Merlin is in the line of so many magicians, probably starting all the way back with Hermes Trismegistus and then, you know, so then alchemy. And that's essentially what I see with the round table. Everybody is equal and we put all of our energy into it. It alchemizes. And then that's how the magic happens. And I also see him in alignment with, you know, like Jesus and St. Germain, like this kind of line, almost like a priesthood line. And of course, there's plenty of um, feminine energies that would you know, be in that as well. But I, yeah, just probably for me, the, all of that, in addition to the fact that my physical ancestry is from, um, you know, Ireland, UK. It's, really? Yes. And oh, so I really yes. like, you know, it's so physically, and I think also maybe life-wise, historically, life uh, reincarnationally, I have a lot that I draw on from that period. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I just finished the book, um, The Mists of Avalon. Ooh, that sounds which great. Is, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's basically the story of King Arthur, and Merlin is all around um, in that book as well, but it's 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 written from the, the female perspective. Oh. So it's written from the perspective of Morgana and uh, Morgane and uh, Morgos and all of that. So wow. um and I, I started, I, I read it before, like a couple of decades ago, but I started reading again now. Actually, I listened to the audiobook because of the book. I'm like, I felt so, I really wanted to connect. I felt like this book was coming through, Merlin was around, um, and I really wanted to connect. Also to give myself courage to do this and to ask for guidance. Like, how should I do this? How should I write it? You know, helping me with the structure of how to put it together and um, yeah, so I, I I watched the movies, I watched the series of Merlin again, I read the book, and so I've never I've never watched the series. I'm gonna find that somewhere, and, and I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Oh it's my gosh. Merlin. It's it's great. It's it's a young Merlin, and it's a young Arthur, but um, it's it's really cool, and it's got a dragon. And yes. Oh my gosh, I almost wore my dragon pendant. I, I figured oh. you. Were, I knew you were gonna mention dragons, but I wore my <laughs> diamond instead. Anyway, that. I think, but see, it's such, as an archetype, ascended master, whatever, Merlin is so, so strong and enduring. There's something there that this, you know, it could be that it's a thought form, uh, you know, maybe there was a man and then there's thought form energy and story and legend, but you know what I mean? Like what past, what stories aren't that anyway? Yeah. Right, I, I, I. What deities I aren't that? Who, right, I, I heard something. Somebody say that, and I, I thought it was so beautiful. They said like that um, stories become legends, and then legends become myth over time. Yeah. Right. So experience translated into stories, stories into legends, and le- legends into myths. So who knows? Because now we're at the myth level of of Merlin and. I don't know. For me, it doesn't really matter whether he lived or not. Right. For me, he's very alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider him as one of my 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 guides. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me happy to think about that magic. The idea of magic makes me happy. So yeah, and I I completely agree. And it doesn't matter. And in this sense, uh, you know, it's not a living person in this time space. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. However, it feels to me there has to be 
some connection to having lived a physical life because as a guide, he does feel like an ascended master. He does feel, he feels more like someone who has walked on this earth than do other, like angels or something. You know what I mean? Like angels are. are yes, I agree with that. You know? Yes, I feel more. Yes. Mm -hmm. I. It's just a different, it's a quality. It's a frequency it's, quality. It's a different you know? feeling for mm -hmm. sure. It's a different energy. It's yeah. like almost like a different energy group or something. Yes, but, exactly. Yeah. 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 The I ascended masters. That. Right. Well, as opposed to maybe some other that would be, would truly be legends. And, and, you know, they, they've never really proposed to be anything but a God, if anything, a God that lived on this earth and not as a physical human. And those, those still, you know, those can have qualities that are very helpful, beneficial, high vibrational, you know, and maybe even etheric and angelic, but there is, yeah, that grouping of of those who are more of the ascended master. So they're still archetypes right. compared to us because they have right. moved on from this plane, even if yes. they are historically verifiable, but they're still basically archetypal. I mean, isn't Jesus archetypal and Buddha? <laughs> Very right. much. <laughs> yeah. And I was just thinking like probably the Dalai Lama at some point will, will yes. be, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, you know what? It's interesting that you bring that up because we are in such a different age. I mean, we have, we have, um, media of Dalai Lama, of the Dalai Lama. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. have video, we have his, we have yeah. audio, we have his voice. We don't have that of these other past right. humans who are, you know, We only have masters. the stories which became the legends, which yeah. could become the myths, right? Yeah. So I just wonder that's how that's so going to alter, it's how it's going to alter our multidimensional connection. Advance it, I'm know. sure, but... Right. Something I mean, to think about. In that sense, everything has changed so much and, yeah. and getting into this multidimensional realm is going to bring so many possibilities and potentials that we don't even know yet. Yeah. It's, it's exciting, though. I mean, I'm excited. I really am. I, I know that the world is going through a very challenging time, mm -hmm. but I also see the exciting part of that, like how we are right now in the chaotic part of any transformation where, where something that's old is falling apart. And in the, in, in the period in between where the new is going to be born, there's always chaos where it's where the energies are starting to find a new pattern and a new grit, a new structure, right? So we're right in the middle of that. Oh, everything is moving. But the possibilities of us implementing this knowledge, this, this, this knowing that multidimensionality is real, that we are made of energy, that our thoughts and our words and our intentions have a direct effect on our lives. Wow. I mean, yeah. what we can do with that. Yes. So, and well, I think another bridge to this, and I made a couple of videos over the last year or so, I don't remember, about how basically virtual reality, and I'm not talking about which I would love to know if you've been thinking about that, but I mean more like the internet and how you and I are connecting right now remotely, but right. it feels almost like we're in the same room and we're on social media and we are, we're in, we're on the internet. It's really the fourth dimension, but it is, we are engaging with it because it's come in in a more, uh, more materialized spectrum of light and sound, more dense Right. In that matter, like the thoughts and the and the events and the experiences are being engaged with as though they're physical. It's like it's like um, kind of blending the dimensions for it us. Is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. It is. And and technology together with consciousness makes makes things um, almost like limitless, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Who knows? I was actually thinking about that, about artificial in- intelligence as well and, and virtual reality and, yep. and, all and the metaverse. That. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. We're like, oh, my gosh, it's happening. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know. I would have to sit with that. I, I know. I, I applaud the, the possibilities. Um, I'm 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 a hesitant because I feel like we haven't caught up in our consciousness I, yet. I'm so to with do it you. in a sensible way that um, would actually add to our well-being. You know, right now yes. I feel like it could easily become something of an escape, yes. which is going to make us more disconnected from each other. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so um, with you. And I've just, I mean, my husband's like, well, you should start thinking about VR. It's probably going to impact your business. And then I'm like, well, I don't want to feel like I'm resisting, but I feel exactly like you. I'm like, we haven't even been able to integrate Instagram. Right. <laughs> we don't, right. I don't know what we're going to do when we start to live in a virtual reality more, even more so because we are, but like even more so. It would be, it would be great to use the possibilities with awareness Yes. But to do that, I think we have to do, you and I still, and, and with us, thank God, a lot of people have to do some work still to, to, to shift that paradigm and put into the foundation and make sure that we realize how responsible and accountable we are for what we create. Because otherwise, it's going to continue to be this, this, this culture of victimization mm-hmm. and, and blaming the external where... You know, we're going to have to sh- make that shift to the internal yeah. and take responsibility and take accountability. Well, I mean, that's my husband's uh, point is like, yeah, so then you need to do something about it. Like if <laughs> basically we we do need to we need to like forerun a bit. And I'm like, well, but it's interesting. We're you feel that, right? You I feel mean, hesitant. We're, we're talking about it right now. Yeah. We're, we're talking about it. We're exploring it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing it with your podcast to, to, you know, to, to make people conscious and to bring up so many topics and to educate people and help people to understand something. I do it through my art, through my mm-hmm. Oracle deck, through my book, my online course. And um, that's, that's the contribution. But I think one of the things that I have thought about for this year, what I definitely want to do is I want to invest more in creating and maintaining my tribe mm-hmm. and finding like-minded souls that I want to work with and collaborate with. And, and, and like you and I were talking about it to maybe do like an event or a, <laughs> a workshop or a course, something together, because I, I feel like, People, for one, are looking, and for two, I think it's so fun to um, to have multiple people basically talk about the same thing, but in their own language, yes. right? I love hearing you talk about my book or the things that I cover in my book or even talking about your course that are basically the same things as that I cover in my book, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And finding like, oh, wow, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Just different words, different, different different flavor. Well, yes, and it's validating because, I mean, it's so, like, again, this the synchronicity of us both with modern Merlin, you know? And modern's not even a word that I use that much, you know what I mean? It doesn't feel modern to me. (laughs) Modern doesn't feel modern to me. 
<laughs> yeah, I looked it up. I thought there would be a thousand books out there that were called that way because to me it sounds like modern Merlin sounds like it's such a to me it sounds like it's a thing. It's it should be a thing, right? Yeah. And I discovered like it's not. Like, wow. I think I did that too when I but I mean I was just doing a class. I was just doing one workshop. So it was right. I think I did. Because I also wanted to make sure well, I do do that if it does sound like so almost like snappy, I, I go, I'm going to make sure I'm not like copying someone else because right. I don't want to. Yeah. And then, and then if I am, then I might go, oh, a tribute at least, you know what I mean? If I feel really driven right. to, so it's, uh, but it's what this is though, is that um, phenomenon of simultaneous invention, which happens in science. Yeah. Right. It's really amazing. Yeah. But yeah. It's, a, there's, it's like the universe needs this to come out of humanity. And so it's going to go yeah. in a few places and it doesn't care. <laughs> and magic is 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 the topic right now, right? Yes. A lot of people are are using the word magic. I was I was looking at it. Like a lot of influencers on social media are talking about magic. I mean, and it's interesting because I started writing this like years ago. That's awesome. But it came out right now, and my publisher said too, like it's amazing because the timing is absolutely is absolutely brilliant. But I didn't know that back then. Right. Exactly. Like two years ago, it's happened really. It's been really sped up the last year and a half, right. probably. Yeah. So that means that a we're year. all picking up on the same wave. Mm -hmm. uh, we're all creating that it. The, right. That, that goes back to the law of attraction, mm -hmm. right? If, if enough people hold the vibration of a certain consciousness or a certain experience, it will amplify yes. and it becomes our reality. And that's amazing. That's great. It is. Nobody can change the world on their own. No, of course not. Yeah, exactly. Nor, nor do we want to or need to, right? I think that's kind of like an old paradigm as well, where we were looking at those 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 influencers or artists or leaders and put them on a pedestal and kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, we're going to follow them and they're going to change everything. And now we understand like, uh-uh, mm -hmm. it's the networking and the collaborations and the, and the support and and highlighting each other. That all right? goes, and I think that putting someone on a pedestal Placing God outside ourselves, that all co goes back to um, being disappointed that our parents are not gods. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> the moment that we <laughs> realized our parents our are, gods. are not gods, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, so we are going to have to take cue more into um, guiding ourselves and, and trusting our, maybe that's what it is, you know, it's all pointing to the same place, it's pointing inwards, and for us to start try, uh, trusting our inner guidance. Mm -hmm. You know, because that inner guidance is directly connected to the bigger consciousness. So and that's why they need your book, uh, because you have those those practices, those those practical tools, because yeah. we are the uh, attention, the awareness, the consciousness is pulled in so many directions. Wow. And it's it is yeah. the, the intuition, the the inner voice is subtle. And so we need to be able to we need to untrain the the you know the distraction basically being yeah. distracted the static that's in the field and that's why you and we need simple tools right we need not complicated yeah. things i i just started um a few weeks ago on my instagram account i started uh, little reels and they're only 60 minutes uh, 60 seconds right or a minute long and they're called merlin moments one minute meditations oh, cool. and they are based on my um, sacred geometry art so it's moving yes. and then there's music yes. and there is my voice and basically it's because i realized like okay what can i offer on social media um that is uniquely mine you know yeah. that's really like what, what what i stand for and to me that was like 
just invite people to stop for one minute. I know we're all busy. Nobody has time to listen for 45 minutes or to sit or one minute, one minute, stop, put your hands on your heart, take a couple of breaths. Like, how do you really feel? How's your heart feeling? Yeah. Like what's going on in your body? What are the thoughts that are at the foreground? Are you feeling tense? What's going on? Just take one minute. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's so wonderful. Thank you for that work. We do need it. We need I, it I think so. I think we need to be reminded. Like, you know, because people go like, yeah, maybe, maybe if I have time, mm-hmm. I'll try to do this. I'll try to meditate. And, and so it's like, just pull over or before you drive off when you come out of the supermarket, just take one minute. Yeah. Listen to the music. Look, look at the screen. Listen to my voice. I will tell you, like, just take a breath. Mm-hmm. Take a breath. Just breathe for a minute consciously. You'll feel different afterwards. Yes. You'll be engaging with life, if nothing else. Yeah. And you'll be engaging with yourself and really putting, you know, becoming aware. There's that again. You know, it's all about consciousness. Are you aware of your internal world or are you so focused on the external that is so loud and so in our faces the whole time that we easily forget to tune in to the inner world and we forget that it's even there yes amen yeah well this has been amazing and everyone you have to get modern merlin loan's new book and we do have the link in the description however you are listening or watching and of course her card decks, the sacred geometry, the oracle of sacred geometry, and uh, the, your art. Oh, by the way, we have, we also have you. I see you every day here anyway, because we have your artwork in the studio. So if you've ever been oh, to my studio, because yeah. Melanie, the studio owner, she got a soul portrait from you and then yes. she purchased. And it's, by the way, you don't, you don't even know, she put the pieces that she purchased. Um, they are right by, my husband and I have, besides this room, we also have a business. Um, in another area of the building and they're right there leading up to my other business so I love it oh amazing yeah (laughs) and then there's the the online course that goes together with the book which allows which allows you to travel even deeper into every chapter because every chapter has like a video presentation and a full screen meditation with it wonderful and it comes with a 160 page full color workbook so the workbook will guide you through every chapter with questions with prompts with like things to contemplate to and so you you kind of been it's it's like a guided journey through the book as well how dynamic so the course is basically on demand and it's it's separate from the book yes it is okay great it's a self-paced course great um so you can do it at any time you can do it at your home it's separate from the book and they stand alone, both mm-hmm. of them, but they go together. If you read the book, then the course is going to make a lot of sense to go deeper. And if you just do the course, you that will be, um, and yeah, that would be fine too. I mean, you get all the information in the course as well. Wonderful. Well, everyone, do please check out all of Lon's work. And uh, I, seriously, we have to do this more often. We can't wait another pandemic. I know, I know. And let's do a let's do a workshop or something together. Please. That would be great. Yeah, let's let's organize that soon and just put it on the agenda, put it on the calendar, and 
And everybody out there, remind us if we don't. I mean, if we don't get back to you with a date, go like, hey, when is that happening? That's great. That's great. Make right? us accountable. <laughs> right. Make us accountable because that's what we learn. We're accountable for our own creations, right? Oh, yes. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for, for being here. Oh, you're so welcome. It was really? wonderful. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so honored. And we are serious. We are going to do something together, Lone and me. And it's going to be so fun. I'm very excited about collaborating with Lone and just seeing what Merlin wants us to bring out. And who knows? Who knows what will be next after the Merlin course? So do please, well, like she said, keep us accountable <laughs> and uh, keep your ears open for that. So I want to invite you to follow Lone on um, Instagram because she does have really amazing um, you know, work that she puts out there because she has, well, those reels that she's mentioning, but her her artwork is there and she's just so wise, intelligent, and so creative. I want to also invite you to like, subscribe, share, comment, and uh, leave a, a review here. Sorry, I said comment, but that's actually something you would do on the, on the YouTube video. <laughs> you can comment there on the YouTube video, if you will. And uh, the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Trisha Carr. But so far as this podcast is concerned, I would like if you would like, uh, follow, and subscribe. I think those are the options that we have on most podcast apps. And if you would like to leave a review, that would be so immensely helpful to me. That helps to boost me in the algorithm, the light quotient of the sea of, of what's going on in this wonderful universe and this communication that we have going on. So I would appreciate that. And, you know, I just really appreciate you for being here. So do share it with friends if you feel so guided. And so I guess that's the end of my invitations to you. And with that, I will just say, thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.